Hello, my friend. It's time for Super Success Secrets, the show where we discuss the world's most powerful success strategies. I'm your host, Chirag Luka, and I'm really grateful to share with you some of the ideas that I've used to become a number one best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, multiple world champion martial artist, and seven times world record holder, as well as interviewing the best thought leaders to discover the secrets to their success so that you and I can grow together, achieve our maximum potential, and become champions of life and business. Let's get started. Well, hello there. In this episode, I'm really excited to discuss with you what's the one thing that separates somebody who is world-class to somebody who's just average. Now, We often think that this could be something like talent or natural ability or some innate skill or an instinct. Nope, it's none of those things. Yes, we can all argue that sometimes natural ability plays a part. For example, you may have somebody who's really tall, who's an excellent basketball player and being really tall helps them in this endeavour. But think about it like this. Are there other people equally as tall or taller who have nowhere near the same level of skill? Yes or no? Absolutely. So what separates somebody who is world class from somebody who is just average? Well, in his book, Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell explains that he studied violin players from a certain school. They were separated into three groups based on their skill. And they looked to see what the deciding factor was. What was important? What was the the difference that made the difference in these three groups? What they found is astonishing to me. They found that the world-class players had played for 10,000 plus hours. They had done 10,000 or more hours of training versus the other two groups who had done 4,000 and 8,000 respectively. Similar was found amongst chess players, sports players and so on. So let's think about this for a second. That you have a whole bunch of students who are, when they go to the school or the university, they're all about the same level. That's why they made it to the same class. They're all around probably the same age, which is why they're in the same class at that time. The difference between the world-class players and the players who are merely average is only the amount of time that they put in. Now, this has some good news because it means that we don't need some great resources to become successful, nor does it mean that having more resources will make us more successful. It means that we don't need to have any natural ability or any special talents or be a unicorn in any way. What it means is that if we put in the hard work, we can be really successful. And that brings me on to my first key takeaway from this concept of the 10,000 hours and the hard work that Malcolm Gladwell talks about. So the first takeaway for me is that hard work beats talent. You know, there's that saying that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard or it's something to that effect. 
Well, it's all about the hours. Now, when I was training one-to-one with my teacher, which was in the year 2000, between the years 2004 to 2008, or even could have been up to 2009. Now, my teacher for some context is Liang Yang, who is most known for that bathroom fight scene he did with Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. You may have also seen him in a whole host of other Hollywood films. Now, at that time when we were training, we were training just one-to-one. So I was living with him and then every day we would train one-to-one and I was preparing for competitions, preparing to represent Team England at the World Championships all around the world. And we would do about six to eight hours of work, seven days a week in every school holiday. My parents would drive me to where he was, which is three hours away from where I lived, and we would train all that time in every school holiday. Meaning that during the six-week summer break that we have here in England, I would have done approximately one year's worth of training compared to somebody who did classes once a week. I actually would argue that I did more. And the reason for that is because if you imagine that somebody's doing a class once a week, they're not spending all of the time on skill development. What they're doing is that they are actually spending some time on the warm up, some time on the cool down, some time on the recap of the previous class and so on and so forth. So in fact, I believe that I did more training than most people who would have done one year's worth of training once per week. Now, combine that with not just the six weeks of summer, but every school holiday for the four years, plus everything else that I was doing when I was not around him. So all of the other homework, all of the training that I was doing with my teachers in my hometown as well. And it easily explains my wins on the world stage spanning over all of these years from 2004 to 2020 number of world titles all of the european golds all of the european championships all of the national and international gold medals that i've won it's easily explained by this i've simply just put in the work this is why i look at every single one of my students knowing that they can achieve the same and more because all it comes down to is the number of hours that you have put in. I myself believe that I have no natural talent. At school, I was so skinny that if I turned sideways, they would call me absent. You know, it's not like I was naturally athletic. You know my story that when I was uh, younger, I was in hospital most of the time as a child. I mean, at age three, I spent six months straight in the hospital due to asthma. I'm not naturally athletic. You wouldn't have imagined that that person who's not naturally very good at running, can't do sports, is not naturally talented, would eventually go on to smash world records, break seven world records in one month and achieve all of these world titles spending these 10 years. But I did, and it's simply down to the number of hours that I put in. And if I can do it, then I'm pretty sure that anyone could do the same. My second key takeaway is that when we start something new, we shouldn't expect to be good straight away. Too often, we give something a try and we expect that it's going to work almost instantly. And we spoke about this in a previous episode where I discussed that we live in an on-demand world. 
And because we live in an on-demand world where we have access to episodes of our favorite podcasts and episodes of our favorite series and we have drive through for meals and we have all of these things, it's almost like we expect everything to be instant. Just add water and it'll work out. Well, we just shouldn't expect to be perfect the first time. Knowing that it takes 10,000 hours to be good means that you're exonerated. So going to one salsa class won't make you world class. My first podcast or this first set of podcasts that I make won't be great. And you won't be kicking over your head in your first karate class. See, I like to start to put my students at ease in their first lesson by explaining that they don't need to know anything. All they need to do is follow along and in a few weeks they're going to see progress. Kids have enough pressure. I think we all have enough pressure to be perfect without needing more pressure piled on. So that's my second takeaway. We just shouldn't expect to be good straight away. Like anytime I try something new now and I'm not good at it, I just think, well, I've not done my 10,000 hours. <laughs> and once I've done those 10,000 hours, I'll be good if I want to do those 10,000 hours. So you never need to put the pressure on yourself to feel like you must be perfect the first time. I think very often we see so many images across social media. We see so many things which are like cropped life or filtered lifestyles where everyone looks like they're amazing at everything and everyone looks like they're, they're winning at life. But there's a difference between posting about it and proving it. So... That's just the key thing for me there from this book, that if it's going to take 10,000 hours for somebody to be world class, then who am I to walk into my first lesson of dance and think that I'm going to be the best? There's no pressure. This way, you have no intellectual insecurities, no intellectual insecurities whatsoever, because you know that you are good at what you do, because maybe you've put your 10,000 hours in, or you haven't put your 10,000 hours into something, and so you can't expect to be good. It completely relieves the pressure. Number three, focused effort is what creates an outlier and a world-class performer. As an example, let's say that there's a drummer who works on their skill every Sunday for one hour. During that hour, he positions his drumsticks in the perfect angle to take the perfect selfie and then checks in on social media and then checks the comments that he gets on all of his pictures and checks how many likes he gets and then has a conversation with his roommate. Let's imagine that he does this every Sunday for five years. Therefore, he's been playing the drums supposedly for five years. Now, I can almost guarantee that his friend who maybe even has less talent, who practices for one focused hour a day, each day of the week, without distraction, for six months straight, will probably be at the same level and the same capability as his friend. You see, it doesn't matter on how many years you've put in, it depends on how many hours you've put in. And those hours must be Focused hours, meaning you really show up and give it 110% without distraction. It's purposeful practice. You're practicing on purpose. And the purpose of your practice should be to grow, to get better, and to become better than you were before. 
Have you ever seen one of those flick books? You know, the ones where you flick through all of the pages and the pictures move around and it tells you the story. Well, can you imagine if I took one of these flick books and I gave you one page every Sunday for the rest of your life? You probably wouldn't get the full story or the full effect of what would happen if I had just shown you the picture and in a few seconds just whizzed through and riffled through all of the pages you'd have seen all of the mo moving images and you'd know the story it's the same so when I did my driving test for example I passed the driving test in seven days because somebody had said that actually this is possible and this is what you can do all you have to do is you just put in the same number of hours so you do five hours a day and you'll do that for seven days and on the seventh day you've done the same amount as somebody who's done one hour a week for the year so you should be good to pass your driving test so here off i went i thought it sounds like a reasonable idea and i went to do this now at the time it wasn't very common for people to do these intensive courses they used to call them crash courses but i don't think that's the best name for them so not many people did these intensive courses at the time now it's become commonplace because people understand that it's not to do with the amount of years you put in it's to do with the amount of hours you put in. And like with the flick book example, you get the full story if you do it really, really quickly. So actually, I would argue that sometimes being quick off the mark, being really fast at taking action and taking purposeful action quickly is far better than spending years doing it in dribs and drabs. That's my view on this. Have you read Malcolm Gladwell's book called Outliers? Let me know what your key takeaways were from the book. And not just that, let me know what your favourite books are. I'd love to see if you and I are reading the same books and if maybe I can do uh, key takeaways from one of the books that you've read. Recommend a book for me. Let me know at Chiragluka on Instagram. Look forward to hearing from you. Look forward to having your recommendations. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I really appreciate you. The reason I created this podcast is so that you and I can share these powerful concepts and grow together to achieve our maximum potential and become champions of life and business. So if you have an idea for a concept that you would like us to discuss or you have a question, then please feel free to reach out on Instagram at Chirag Luca. That's C-H-I-R-A-G-L-U-K-H-A. I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to connecting with you. And until next time, stay awesome and be a super success.